Okay, today is Friday, November the 30th, 2012. The time is 1.30 a.m. I'm Detective James Hutchin, H-U-T-C-H-E-O-N, badge number 6103. With me is... Detective Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-P-O-N, badge 5058. And also sitting with us is uh, Dellen Millard. That's correct. Dellen, can you spell your first name, please? D-E-L-L-E-N. And your last name? Millard, M-I-L-L-A-R-D. Okay, and you also have a middle name, right? Evan. And spell that, please? E-V-A-N. Oh, okay, great. Okay, I would ask that each of you acknowledge that you understand this statement as being video and audio taped and that you consent to such a tape being made. Is that understood? Understood. Yep. I understood and I can say, Phil, and there's a camera up here. Yes. Okay, and there's a microphone above your head. Yes. Okay. okay, we're at uh, 22 Division, which is 3699 Bluer Street West, Toronto. Uh, this statement will be taken under oath, solemn affirmation, solemn declaration, and will be videotaped. You must understand that it is a criminal offense under Section 139 and 140 of the Criminal Code to obstruct justice or to commit public mischief by making a false statement to police during an investigation. You must further understand that you may be a witness at a trial concerning the events you describe in the statement, and if at that time you recant your statement or claim it to be false, it can and will be used at that trial, and you may, may be liable to prosecution under Section 137 of the Criminal Code for fabricating evidence. Finally, you must understand that you are not obligated to give this statement, and if any words have, any person has by words or acts attempted to persuade you to provide it, you are to disregard those words or acts and only give the statement if you freely choose to do so. Do you understand your right to choose whether or not to make a statement? Yes, I understand that. Do you understand the criminal consequences of making a false statement? Yes, I do. Do you understand the fact that this statement will be videotaped? Yes, I do. And do you choose then to give a statement? Sure, let's do it. Okay. At this time, I'd ask the Commissioner both to administer the oath. You locked in? What's going on? Will you be swearing on the Bible, sir? Uh, no, I'll nope. be confirming. Okay, confirming. it's McDonald 86920, Commissioner Boats. So I'm just going to ask you, do you, Dellen Millard, solemnly affirm that in this statement you shall tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I do. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Dory. Okay, Dellen, um, we're here with respect to an incident that actually happened yesterday, um, Thursday, November 29th, 2012, at, uh, I believe, your home at uh, 5 Maple Gate yes. in Etobicoke. And what I'd like you to do is, is just start from the beginning as to what happened and that brought the police into this uh, incident. From the beginning? Well... well I don't know what time, what happened yesterday, but uh, today I got back to the house um, sometime between 6 and 6.30. Okay, just, just, today is 
we're after midnight no now. So we're Friday. So okay. that's why I say yesterday as far as Thursday. All right. All right. Okay. Yes, I see. Um, it's a Thursday, uh, sometime between 6 and 6.30. I got back to the house. I've been uh, working at our family business in Waterloo. Um, I came in through the side door. That's the door most everybody uses in the house. And um, I open up the next door, which leads to the cat area of the house. It's the door from the kitchen to the hallway. And then my dog, Petto, was waiting for me there. Um, and I walked down the hallway, and I walked to my room, and um, I picked a sweater out of the closet. It had been a cold day. And then I was on my way back to the kitchen to make a snack, and I noticed that my father seemed to still be asleep in bed, which was odd because it was late in the afternoon. And so I poked my head in and something didn't really seem right um, about the way he was laying. He was laying very stilly. And then I walked into the room and uh, I saw the blood on the pillow. And uh, uh, for a moment I had to leave the room. I actually went back to my room and uh, I got out my phone and I walked back into my dad's room and I called my mother and I told her what I was seeing. I literally said, I'm standing in my dad's room and there's blood all over his pillow and uh, he's dead. And at first she thought I actually meant um, uh, my dog Petto because she kept asking about his dog bed. I said, no, not the dog bed. Bed's pillow. She said, Well, Pedo's not dead. Who's dead? I said, My dad. And she just started screaming on the phone. And, um, uh, what happened? And, uh, well, I stayed on the phone with her for a while. I went out to the front. I left the room. I paced in the front driveway. I stayed with her on the phone for a while. And I tried to get her to take a taxi, but she insisted she drive out. And, um, and so she drove over. And I texted a, um, a friend of mine, Andrew, Andrew Michalski. And I told him that something terrible had happened. And would he please come over? I didn't want to be alone. And he did. And we waited in the driveway together until my mother got there. Uh, and then she went in the house by herself for less than ten minutes, more than five. And she came back out and, uh, and she pulled out her phone and she called the police. Or, well, she dialed 911. And, um, fire truck came first, and then the ambulance 
to some of the officers. They asked me when was the last time I spoke with my father. So you were in Waterloo? Mm -hmm. um, where were you in Waterloo? Uh, Waterloo Kitchener International Airport. Uh, we built a hangar there, a large one. And there was all kinds of mechanics there. Uh, I moved a bunch of trailers around. We, um, we had to tidy up the floor. So you work for the family business? Yes, I do. And the family business is? It's Millard Air uh, Incorporated. And it's um, it's right now being tried, or trying to be reimagined into an MRO, which is a maintenance and repair organization. And it's essentially a garage to bring airplanes, get them fixed. Years ago, we were a hangarage business on Toronto Airport, where we rent hangar space to companies. And now we're, well, we're trying to get into the maintenance side of things. So this is a new endeavor then for the company? Yeah. standpoint it's not going well how long has this business been up and running like well it's, it's oh, like right like viable to start doing maintenance repair work we got our license about three weeks ago been over a year of preparation to get to that point. What's your position in the company? Uh, business card doesn't have a title on it, um, but I think legally I'm vice president of the company.
when when did you go to Kitchener? Got there after eleven thirty, but probably before twelve thirty, somewhere in there, right around lunchtime. When did you leave Kitchener? To come back? Yeah. To Tobacco? I don't know. I'm, I'm just backwards engineering the hours. If I got home around 6 to 6.30, I would have left Kitchener probably about 4.30 because I stopped in Oakville. Um, I have a friend that comes with me to work. And uh, I was dropping him off at home. When was the last time you saw your dad? Two hours ago. Like, um, in bed? No, I mean the last time you saw him alive, sorry. Um, I keep wanting to say yesterday. Um, it would be Wednesday at uh, about lunchtime. I was just leaving, and uh, he was talking with uh, Robert, Robert Kozlowski, who was our business advisor. stop for a moment um, to put my two cents in on they were talking about one of our managers, uh, John Barnes, who's been difficult to deal with lately. And I was basically saying, let's just find somebody that's easier to deal with, because he's holding us back. And... Uh, said did he say that he said yeah maybe maybe later and, uh, and I headed out I went to Oakville from there uh, Lisa the bookkeeper was still there when I left and I think Robert and I left at the same time Did you stay at uh, the house uh, Wednesday night? Mark's house, yeah. Oh. That, is that Mark your friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's in Oakville? That's in Oakville. I pick him up, I drop him off. Sometimes I sleep over. And uh, he comes to work with me tomorrow. And Mark's uh, last name? Smitch, um, S-M-I-C-H.
Where's Mark live? Uh, he lives in Oakville. <laughs> uh, I can't give you the exact address. I'll give you a street corner. Okay. Um, just He lives just off of Old Abbey Lane, very near to Third Line. His actual street isn't Old Abbey, it's another small side street, but I don't know the name of it. Now, to you, your main residence, is that 5 uh, Maplegate? Officially, it's 307 Riverside. Um, I have an apartment in that building, but I've torn it all apart for renovations. So, for the last For the last year, I've lived at Maplegate with my dad. Where's uh, Riverside? Uh, very near to Bloor and Jane. So, um, your mom mentioned a six-plex, is that? That's it. That's a six-plex? Yeah. Number in three oh seven? Number two. Okay. Thank you. So do you live full time at your dad's house right now? Or? Right now, yeah. So is is uh, Riverside is it uh, livable in right now or is it the apartment yeah I don't need that many amenities so yeah it's livable but the washrooms aren't out. the toilet works uh, the washrooms are out of the, the walls are just sort of starting to be painted it's getting close okay um, now your dad's help mm -hmm. um, <coughs> can you tell me how his health was um, well, he, he threw out his back, uh, it's been a while now, nine months ago, between seven and nine months ago. Uh, and that really, really restricted his mobility. He was bedridden for two or three months. And then, recently, he's been He's been able to drive himself out to Waterloo, and uh, he has an electric scooter there. He goes around the hangar on. Does he have trouble getting around in the house? Um. Trouble as though he can't do it smoothly, or couldn't do it smoothly. Uh, it was awkward for him to walk, but he would go around the house no problem. Okay. Um, any other medical problems? What's a medical problem? Um, heart, liver, lungs. Strong heart. 
very strong liver. And, um, it'd have to be. Pardon me? I said it'd have to be. Why? Uh, he's always liked alcohol. He's always drank lots. And uh, he'd have to have a strong liver. Now, was your dad a, a big drinker or a regular drinker or an alcoholic? How would you describe him? I don't like to say the word alcoholic, but it, it fits. He was a regular drinker uh, every night. And more than I could drink. He was also a regular non-drinker. During the mornings and days, he wouldn't drink at all. It was always just late at night. And how much would he drink at night? It's It changes over time, all the time. Um, before he hurt his back, he was into whiskey. Mm -hmm. And um, what's the one that's bigger than 2.6? It's not like a big glass bottle like that. Mm -hmm. So you probably do one of those in two weeks, a whiskey. Um, but then when he hurt his back, he stopped drinking altogether. He actually thought that uh, it wasn't a back problem, that it was a, a kidney problem related to uh, alcohol. And, um, and then more recently, just in the last two months, he's taken up drinking again. Seems to be wine more, or has been wine more. Um, maybe eight to ten of those small wine bottles a night. Your dad, uh, did he have any guns in the house? In the past, he has definitely. Um, the safe that um, the detectives and officers have seen tonight, uh, he's had that safe as long as I can remember. And he's opened it in front of me maybe three times in my life. used to have handguns in it. And the last time he opened it that I saw was over three years ago. And it had yeah, it had a bunch of pistols in it then. But about two years ago, even two to three years ago, um, it had something to do with the gun registry that was going on prompted it. He ended up, he said that he gave all of his guns to a fellow named Les Beatty, who at that time was working for us. He doesn't work for us anymore. So he gave them to Les Beatty? Mm -hmm. My understanding was that he, uh, Les would take them out in the country somewhere, a friend's property or 
family member's property and just shoot them for fun. Okay. Do you have a number for Westby? Oh, okay. no, wait. I don't have it on my phone. I never call him, but uh, I did give it to an officer tonight because uh, we have a, um, it's not a Rolodex, but it's, it's our own little phone book in the house. Okay. So your understanding was your dad didn't have any guns left? No, I didn't think so. Now, you mentioned the safe. Uh, do you know if there was a combination somewhere for the safe? Or His lawyer will have the combination. The lawyer would have the combination? I would imagine so. I don't see how he'd ever expect me to open it um, after his death. Did anyone else ever stay over in the house besides you? Like anyone else ever sleep over in that house? Sometimes Mark would sleep over at my house. And then we'd just go straight to Waterloo from there. Okay. Um, not recently in the last maybe three months, but before that, sometimes I would have parties and people would be, have had too much to drink to drive, so they'd just sleep over in the basement. That was never regular. That was a sort of just a case by case type of thing. What's the whole basement set up for downstairs? For parties. For parties? Yeah. We tried to make it look like a club. Who set it up like that? I did the interior design stuff for it. You know, the paint colors and wallpaper. And how often would you have parties? Uh, this year I've had two. Would you advertise them? Or? No. No, no, just friends of friends. When would your last party have been? were over and they only come in uh, July. It's probably in July. And what takes place? I saw there's Xbox and uh, TVs and stuff like that set up down there. Mm -hmm. And drugs. There's some drugs down there. We smoke pot. Mm -hmm. Do you grow it? No. And the whole uh, hallway with the bedrooms and stuff, and the rooms set up there, what's all that for? That's just a guest room. Just guest rooms? Mm-hmm. There's just the one, though. There's not guest rooms. Have the police ever attended there for any of these parties? I think a couple years back, we had one get out of control, and 
police to get people off the property. How many people usually come? Usually it's 20 or less. Uh, that night it was more like 300 or something. It was somebody posted on Facebook and it just went nuts. Um, doors in the house, are they usually always locked? Yeah. Yeah, they, different doors have different habits. The front door is always dead bolted from the inside. The side door is a combination that locks as soon as you close it. Uh, my dad's usually pretty good about going around the house at night to uh, make sure we have wooden stoppers in the sliding doors that feed to the back. Okay. Um... Your dad's sliding door wasn't locked, and there was no wooden stopper in there, and the screen wasn't locked. Is that? That's not unusual recently. He's been smoking a lot in the house recently. Smoking he, in the house, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't used to do that a few years ago, but um, uh, but now he does, and he or now he did, and um, he just opened the door. For his room, he lets the cats out there too. We have an enclosure around his bedroom sliding door. It's like a, it's all fenced in. It's for the cats. So they can sort of go outside. Okay, was your dad depressed at all? He had depression in him. Um, he, he carried some great sadness with him throughout life that uh, I never really knew exactly what it was. He never really wanted to share it with me. It wasn't like he was always sad either. Did he get treatment for depression? No. Was he under a lot of stress um, with this new endeavor? Lots. Lots this year. Was there a chance the uh, business was going to fail? and? chance is more than a chance. Is it still a chance or? Oh yeah. Okay, and how, how soluble is your dad if the business fails? I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, it, um, like, based on the fact that there was your grandfather's malaria company, the mm -hmm. big transportation company, sold his hangers and in Toronto. Yeah. Um, the house and some of his possessions, it's, your dad had amassed a certain amount of wealth mm -hmm. and looked like he was pretty successful. So if this business, this new endeavor doesn't fly or it takes a longer time to get off, is your dad going to go bankrupt? Or Yeah. 
Yeah, everything that we have is in this business, uh, including loans on the house uh, and including a, a large loan from RBC Bank for the business itself. And we're, we're all in. So how long did your dad think that it should, like, the year, the year and a half that it took to get to this point to get the license, was that longer than it should have been? We originally projected nine months and it became a year. Um, and we thought that as soon as we had the license, contracts would be coming in steadily and easily, and we haven't got a contract yet. It hasn't been that long. It's been about, like I said, three weeks. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd be doing better. Okay, with three weeks, once you get the license to wait three weeks for the business to start, that's not a long time. No, it, it's not at all. Uh, it's also, we've spent a lot more than we thought we were going to spend, too. Is there much competition in the MRO business? Or? Yeah, it's a small number of players, but the competition is fierce between them. Does your dad own other properties? Um, she's got to own something else. He owns, owns Maple Gate. Sorry? At the house we were at. Yeah. Uh, the hangar. Riverside, which is the sixplex. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think he owns any other properties right now. A vacation property or anything like that? Cottage? No, yeah, he got property um, when his father died. He got his house and uh, a vacation home out in Picton, and they were both sold. Grandfather die? I honestly don't know. Six years? I'm guessing. Okay. Um, I noticed some stuff, uh, Robinson helicopter and other stuff. Are you, are you a pilot? I am. Your dad was a pilot, right? Yes, he was. What pilot license? Are you a helicopter pilot? Uh, yeah, I'm a, a helicopter pilot, and I have that at the private license level, which is, do you know the different levels? No. Um, there's one that's just, I forget the name of it, it's just for you and your friends, and there's the private one, which would be for you and multiple friends, like up to eight people, I think. And then there's the commercial level where you're working for a company and I don't know, maybe you're flying tours somewhere, flying executives to a oil rig, that's a commercial one. So you're good up to eight people then? I'm good up to eight people, yeah. Okay. 
And um, are you fly planes as well? I'm not licensed for it anymore because I let that run out, but I know how. Your dad worked. Your dad was a pilot as well, right? He was. Um, out of anybody I've seen, he had the most number of ratings on his license for different aircraft that he could fly. Was he still flying? No, he hasn't flown in a long time. Um, I think his last check ride was while his father was still alive, maybe five or six years ago. Um, when, when you went into your dad's room, okay, and you saw him there today, did you take anything out of the room or touch anything or move anything? No. Did you see a note or anything in the room? No. Anywhere in the house? Um, I wasn't looking for one, but, uh, no, I didn't see a note. You have a housekeeper? Yes. And her name? Her name is Dina. How often does Dina come? Usually twice a day. What time of the day would she come? Uh, she would come late morning, say between 9 and 10 would be the first time she'd come. And then she'd probably come again around 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay, was that uh, Dina that pulled up when I was mm -hmm. talking to you and your mom today? Yeah, it was. Okay. And that was a little bit later. That was like... I, I don't know what nine, time. That was like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. We've already after, been there after nine, nine thirty. Okay. Okay. And had she been there earlier in the day? Do you know? I noticed that his dinner was served on his desk, so she was probably there around five. If she was there at five, would she? Why would she come back at nine or nine thirty? I don't know. Maybe just to clean up the dishes. But it's neither unusual or usual. 
wouldn't surprise me that she'd come at nine at the same time. She doesn't have a, a regular thing to do at that time, though. She's always come in and out of the house freely whenever she wants. Does she live nearby? Mm hmm Yeah, she lives on Renforth. Near Bloor. I, I noticed a large keyboard in the front hallway where the front door is bolted. A musical keyboard? No, no. Um, oh. A board of keys. Yes. Or, or, like Those are all vehicles at the Waterloo Airport. They're all at the airport? Yep. Yeah, like... Uh, Except maybe my dad's van key it might be on there. Okay, so th those vehicles weren't missing from the home then? No. Okay. So there's like... It looked like a uh, sport vehicles um there's a mix there's about we gotta have, have about 15 vehicles um we've got some little cars a couple jeeps a couple trucks a couple vans um, uh, jet skis and yeah and where are they all stored at the hangar as well they're all at the hangar okay. yeah, that's one of the items clean off the floor. It didn't look uh, airport enough. Okay. Alright, anything else? No, just, uh, did you know if your dad had a girlfriend or anyone involved in his life? Mm -hmm. about, um, about a week ago, mm -hmm. he asked me if, um, if I would be alright with him seeing a woman called Janet. told that she was a cousin-in-law that he's known his whole life. Did he say how long he's been dating her? Or? No, but um, we get calls frequently at night and I'm quite sure that it's just her. That's been going on for the last year. Do you know where she lives? No. What did you tell your dad when he asked you? I told him that so long as it didn't create any legal issues, with me, I wanted him to go find his happiness. And was it ever mentioned again since the answer?
this past weekend, he disappeared for two days, and I think he was with her. Your dad has a will. I don't know for certain. I assume he does. Okay. Uh, mentioned a lawyer. Do you know what the lawyer is? Um, the firm is Heenan Blakely. Okay. H H uh, E E N A N Blake L E Y. I think that's how I spell. I'm not sure. And um, Harry Andrew. Somewhere in Toronto. Do you know who the executor of your dad's estate is? Does that mean who distributes who, his who, estate? Who would be in charge of it? Yeah, would it be the lawyer? It'll probably be, I would assume it'll be his lawyer. Not the beneficiary, but the yeah. executor or whatever. Oh, um, in charge, you know. No, I, I don't know. Any in terms to settle the estate, pay the bills, and I'd just be guessing. Maybe his lawyer, maybe myself. I really don't know. Um, I'm sure at one point it was my mother. I don't know if that's still the case. Okay. Are you? Um, do you have signing authority for the, the business? How about any of his personal affairs? Signing uh, authority? Yeah, like joint on any, on the house or? Uh, there's one account that we're joint on. Um, I've never actually used it though. It was like an in, an in case count, in case something like this happened and then you would have access to? Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know what his thinking was. He was, he was big on setting that up. Okay. He made a big deal about it. Yeah. All right. The time is now 2.18 a.m. It's still Friday, November 30th, 2012, and I'm ending this interview. Actually, before I end it, is, is there anything that um, you want to tell us that we might have forgotten to ask you or anything that you remembered that uh, you think that we should know? Or 
Any any little detail that you think might be able to help us? I don't know if anything we've talked about has been helpful or not. Okay. Okay, the time now is 2.19 a.m. and I'm ending this interview.